isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? A shrine. We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gale. <laughs> I'm something... different. That's why I'm gonna shoot you in the head. You want me. So let's finish this. Guys? And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we are doing our Scream 6 spoiler discussion here on the Cinemania Nightmare Show. But before we get started here, I'm joined by a guest from the Cinemania World team, Candid Cinema. Amanda, how are you? Welcome back. Hey, I'm doing great. I feel like this is now my fourth show. It is. <laughs> so I've been fourth. just been hanging out with you and chilling. We're good. Fourth show, like third one where it's just you and I. Yeah. Um, I had plans for a bigger group, everyone here for this, uh, for part one of this spoiler review. But it's just gonna be Manda and I because I feel like it's Oscar Sunday. Everyone's going crazy, and it's been a it's been a mess on everybody's content pages. So it's gonna yes. be you and I. Are you are you ready for Oscars tonight? I just I'm checked yeah. out. I mean, I... I'm I've been prepping. <laughs> I have like I'm having a party tonight because it's the 95th. Oh my God. So yeah, we going all out. I'm checked. <laughs> I I don't have any plans. I'm just. I'll watch it and then I don't know, we'll see. But uh <laughs> it's good to have you here to finally, finally talk about uh this movie in full spoilers. You were on the review. Yeah. It seems like you there was a lot for you to get off your chest on the the non-spoiler <laughs> review, but you can finally do it here. Yes. But before we get into that, everyone, yes, we are doing this is part one of the Scream Six spoiler discussion here on Cinemania Nightmares. Uh, if you're from, if you're not familiar with the Nightmare Show, this is a show where we talk all things horror and stuff. So it's a perfect place to talk about Scream Six here. And uh, as I said in the beginning, full spoilers, full spoilers. If you haven't seen Scream, what the hell are you waiting for? It did a really mm -hmm. great box office. The movies are looking good these past couple weeks. So go check it out with a nice audience and have fun and then come back and listen to this review. This is part one of the spoiler discussion. Part one doesn't mean Amanda and I are just going to talk about the first like hour and then leave. No, <laughs> we're going to do us. I wanted to give people enough chance to get their thoughts off, you know, going with this movie. So we have, we do have a group for later on today with myself and some other people from the team. So that'll be later on today. That'll be part two, but Let's start here, Amanda. Let's start wherever you want to start with. Like, what is your when you think scream spoilers? I the chains are off, the muzzles are off. What <laughs> is like your first thoughts that come to mind? Oh man, um, I'd honestly say I think the reveal for me was really lackluster. It felt mm. very similar to Scream Two, especially uh, the setting on the stage and all of that. Um, but I think that. 
there was a, I want to say like Wes Craven was clever in how to do those reveals. And I think that it was never like too on the nose. And even when Randy was trying to, um, you know, incorporate the tropes in those conversations, it was very Mm -hmm. subtle where when Mindy was doing it in this one and she pointed out to the roommate and then the roommate was quick to like turn it on her. I was like, oh, like halfway through, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, why would that happen? So then the reveal with like, the cop and the kids and then compare like, um, sorry, connecting it to Richie and like, that's mm-hmm. Richie's family. Maybe because I don't care enough about what happened in scream five, that connection was really weak for me. And I think that was why I was just so underwhelmed with it because maybe, I don't know, it could have been someone from the past that could have been Ghostface. That maybe I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. That's like that's really great. But it's really just sticking to Sam's storyline. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, it's her story. I just think that the tie to Richie wasn't strong enough to be like, oh my god, it's his family type of reveal. Mm-hmm. I uh, for jumping right into the reveals. Sorry. I no 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 no. It's good because I asked you first. I said, yeah, yeah. you know, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What's the first spoiler thought that comes to yeah. your mind? And of course, it'll be the reveal because that's like one of the main things we're talking about on the review. And yeah. um, so I have watched the movie four times since Tuesday. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I like I don't know. There has been such discussion. And it's crazy because literally there are two sides to Scream 6. There are people who love it and just think it's one of the best sequels. I don't think it's the best sequel. Like I've seen those type of those type of rankings where it's like, you know, the first movie, of course, and then you go to Scream 6. I was like, I think that's a little heavy handed. But um, I think it's one of the better sequels of the seven that we've no of the six that we've gotten so far. Um and my my initial thought is that every time we get to the third act, I still I still dig it. I don't know what it is. I still I still I dig it. I dig the reveal. I do agree with the the arguments of like it's a little too on the nose as far as like mm-hmm. being like two. Whereas, you know, the two it was like the mom and then they kind of, you know, do the same thing here where uh, in this sequel, it's the father, but his two other kids. That's like the, that's like the big difference is that yeah. it was just it was just um, Mrs. Loomis in in, in Scream Two, and then mm-hmm. she found some random crazy kid, <laughs> you know, to join her. And then yeah. this one, it was like the dad and his two kids. So I I didn't yeah. mind it. I bought it. I did like the connection to to Richie, and you know, Richie was actually like a diehard fan. His dad was able to get all this stuff for him and stuff i love the shrine in general yeah Um, i the characters make it work for me uh the one bit of the reveal that was a little underwhelming for me was uh was bloke from avatar uh yeah that was like that was the one thing out when he took off the mask every time he takes off the mask i'm just like okay you know, um, I do think it's a little better a reveal when uh, Quinn is also revealed because I do think they, I do think they do a good job at subverting expectations because they kind of make it apparent that she was killed, although you mm. don't see her die. 
you know, yeah. it was alluded heavily that she's dead. She had like a little slit on her throat when he shoved her out, you know, in that apartment scene, which was like one of my favorite scenes. I think that's my favorite scene in the movie. The apartment scene, uh, the tension in that scene is like really, really good. But we'll get into yeah. that in a minute. But uh, yeah, the reveals, they're okay to me. I will say though, I, um, I'm i curious as to when, did you, was there a time in the movie where you figured it out? Or did you, because listen, I went with Dana on Thursday and 20 minutes in, she's like, so what's the cop and the daughter? I said, whoa. Damn. I said, whoa. And then the apartment scene comes and she's like, damn it, I was wrong. And I'm looking at her because I already know what happens. Yeah. And then like the ending, she's like, oh, I was right. And I was like, how the fuck did she do that? But uh, that's you, interesting. Like, is, was there a time where you like figured it out for yourself? I think like I had it in the back of my mind, but it was more so I was enjoying the ride of the first two acts. Like I you wasn't see, I even thinking. I can agree thinking, with that. Yeah. I was just like, you know? I wasn't even trying to piece together anything. Yeah, I was just having I, a good time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what's so different from the, like from other scream movies where like you're trying to guess in the other scream movies, not saying that you didn't have fun watching them, but this one is just like, you're enjoying every aspect about it that you kind of forget that you need to think about who ghost faced is. So I think for me, it was right near the end. I had the inkling, as I said, with the roommate, cause yeah. it was sketchy. Like it's just oh, sketchy, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know? And then I think it was when um, he pointed it out to Kirby, like it's Kirby, Kirby's ghost face. I'm like, why in God's name would Kirby be ghost face? Like what? And that's when it clued yeah. in. It was towards the end, but like that's when I I'm will. Like, oh. I will tell you that there was two times in this movie where I was going to be really annoyed if they went a certain route. Mm -hmm. The first time was the beginning of the very start of the movie where poor Samara Weaving is our first kill. And I love the setup of that scene. Although after watching it a couple of times now, I am like, man, you are completely clueless as far as going into an alley. You know, I wish that was kind of written a little different as far as like she just wanted to take a shortcut kind of thing back home. Like yeah. maybe instead of getting on the phone, maybe instead of getting on the phone with the guy trying to look for him, maybe she's already on the phone with him and mm. he's like telling her why he can't make it. And then she just like takes a shortcut home. That'd be more believable of why she's in, she's in an alley, but she just starts know. running into it. I was like, uh, okay. Cause even someone last night when I went, somebody next to me was like making, she was like, she was just making all these noises. Like you idiot, what are you doing? Uh, so when they do that kill, and you think that's the first kill and you're going to launch into the movie. Initially, I was like, man, that's a little bit of, a under, an, of an underwhelming kind of opening to me. Because one of my favorite things of the franchise is the openings, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love Scream 4's opening, the fake outs, and then you get into the real one. Uh, I love Scream 3. Although I know people hate the movie, but I love Scream 3's opening. Uh, <laughs> it is with, a strong with opening. Yeah, with Cotton Weary. And then, of course, Scream 1. That's the iconic mm -hmm. one. Scream 2's opening is a little, like, eh. It's a little okay. I, I never really was into Scream 2's opening yeah. with... Um, who was it? Jada Pickett. <laughs> you know, I never really cared for See, it. That one made it better in Scary Movie because yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That opening in Scream 2 wasn't that bad, but you know which one's funnier? is <laughs> like the scary movie one. So we got that like golden uh, part out of it. Yeah, the scary movie one, it was funny. Like Scream 2, I think if I had to look at the franchise, that's probably my weakest 
of the openings. I think it's good, but I think the other ones are just a little stronger. Uh, Scream 5 with Jenna Ortega, of course, that one returning mm-hmm. to the franchise. That one so was good. excellent and stuff. And Jenna Ortega in that, scene, in that opening is just so great. Uh, yeah, and then this one... When they kill Samara Weaving, and then you do the big, like, you know, obviously one of the big parts of the Scream opening is the whole, you know, when you're holding on Ghostface and he slashes somebody, then it goes mm-hmm. into the title card. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but when it didn't go into the title card. But when I it was know. about to, I was like, wait a minute, that's the opening? And then you kind of stay with the character. And I was like, you're staying on this for a little bit too long. Uh, and then it's Tony Ravalori who takes off his mask. And I was like, I think I was just, I almost checked out of the movie. Because I was like, oh my God, they're doing a thing where you know who the killer is the entire movie. That's and what I thought too. I was super scared. I was like, no, guys, don't do this. I don't want to yeah. watch this. And I literally started rubbing my, I was rubbing my face, you know, when I this know was I was happening. getting so nervous because the <laughs> opening was, has to be strong. And yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. I, I was getting, that's one thing to set, to set the tone for a screen movie is always the opening. You know, I love that mm. each opening, I hope this next, op- you know, when they do Scream 7, they go into a complete different location, like what they did. To set the tone of Scream Three, they were in you know the 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 setting was Hollywood, so you it was all Hollywood that opening that opening scene, and I love it so much. So when he takes off his mask, I was like, oh no, <laughs> what are we doing? And then you kind of follow him around a little bit, and then you finally see he sees Jenna Ortega, and yeah. it was a little cool to kind of see a killer just be friendly and stuff, you know mm-hmm. to. And, you know, but knowing that he just killed someone, it was, it was a little interesting. Maybe one day I'd, I'd see a Scream movie that's like that where you know who it is for the entire movie. And yeah. maybe he has like a partner that you don't know about or something. See, but I hope that <laughs> I hope that Loki happens in Seven. Oh. And it's actually going to be Sam as Say it again? Say it again? I want Sam to be Ghostface, like fully. I think that's what everyone is. Yeah. yeah, that's what everyone is kind of alluding is gonna mm-hmm. happen. I still don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't oh. know if I'm hundred percent there yet. But I will say Melissa Barrera, I loved her in this one. This time yeah. I, I, yes. I was really down on on Sam, yes. the character, and Melissa Barrera in Scream Five. But I absolutely loved her here. But yeah. um Going back to the beginning, real quick. So, mm-hmm. you follow you follow Tony Ravalori. Uh, what's what's the character's name? I forget. Uh, but you follow him around, and then he goes into the house. He talks to the ghost face voice. You get an idea that him and his friend are kind of like practicing ghost face and trying to kill some people. And then I did love the fake out of the fact that this is not, <laughs> you know, the killer that we're gonna follow the entire movie. Uh, yeah. He gets tricked. He finds his roommate in the damn fridge, and then uh, I mentioned this. I mentioned this on the the non spoiler. The line where he is, he's, he's ganking fucking poor Tony, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" <laughs> and then he's like, "We have to finish the movie." And Gope's face is just like, "Who gives a fuck about movies?" I love it. Every single freaking time it's that amazing. that line delivery, I love Roger Jackson. Like I love it. I love. I don't know. 
I just, I love the line delivery so much and it's so funny. It's so meta and scream and it's like, it fits right into the franchise. And then they do this slash and that's when you get the title card. And I was like, okay, so we're at, we're here. We're at scream. (laughs) Yeah. I like when that happened, I'm like, okay, we're good. And I totally agree that I was like anxious at that beginning because it sets the tone. And I think that once it got to the title card, I'm like, boom, I'm in. Um, and I'm hooked. And I think that was the hook because then even the title card resting on top of the New York city skyline, I was like, Whoa, I was like, what you're changing stuff. And I'm like, let's keep like changing locations. Cause I think it would look so sick. So they did a great job with that. I, I absolutely love. I, I, I love that. I, I love me some Woodsboro. I love going back to Woodsboro, but agreed. I, you know, it just, it was, it's nice. It feels good having it in other locations. You know what? I really want to see the Scream franchise go. Mm. Um, Cause where have they been at? They've been in Woodsboro. They've been in Hollywood. They was college. Was that college Woodsboro? I don't think it was. I think it was just. I feel like it was on the outskirts of that city. Like it's a Woodsboro college type of situation. I don't think they went out of that. Um, I would do like a a UK, like a London. London would be cool. I was going to say Miami. Like, you know, like neon. You know how we get like the Miami club kind of vibe? In Florida. (laughs) It's like like Vegas. Vegas would be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. Vegas. Could you imagine Ghostface (laughs) sitting at a freaking casino like at a casino (laughs) or a blackjack table? That'd be so funny. I um yeah, but I'm all I'm all for the new locations. Like I thought the I thought the uh the scream set the the New York setting really worked here. Um and then we kind of get into going back to Melissa Barrera here and Sam and getting getting to know her again and you know I love the scene with her and the therapist where he's like I'm out of here dude <laughs> and then yeah you know uh, but yeah it looks like they are setting something up with her as far as a dark turn and uh, you see it you see it a lot at the end of the movie here mm-hmm. uh, and um, yeah I one of my favorite scenes with her though because one thing about this franchise is that you have to buy their protagonist. And if you're not going to have Sydney around, because everybody from the first movie, they bought Sydney as this, I don't take no shit kind of character. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of got that in the first movie where, she, you know, the first ghost face attack that she comes across of, she kind of beats his ass. Right. Yeah. And you get that sense that, okay, this is, this is the final girl. This is what a final girl means. This is, you know, our Laurie Strode. This is, this is, this is the final girl. And one thing about if you're going to change up and have new characters, like you have to have a believable final girl. And that was one thing I have fun with the TV series that they tried on on MTV. Same. I actually think it's a lot of fun. Wes had a, Wes had a big hand in it. And I actually think it's a lot of fun and very clever, but I never bought Emma ever. Same. I Same. never bought Emma. And I've said that countless times talking about mm-hmm. the series. I just never bought, I don't think the final girl should be this popular kind of snobby person. That's just, that's not, it just doesn't feel right. You know? No, I agree with you. See, after six, I don't consider Sam the final girl. I consider like Jenna Ortega, the final girl, because the way Sam's like being written doesn't feel like a like a proper final girl, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. It's changing the you rules know? a little bit. Yeah, I can yeah, see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I think that 
it's it's cool because they're kind of modernizing it too that you don't have to put the final girl in a box and i think that's sure. really yeah, exactly interesting. yep 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 yeah I, so yeah i um yeah i could, i i actually uh, agree with that i think uh five you know because if you're looking at the traditional scream setting you're like well, who is the final girl here when it came to five? Because we had Jenna, we had Sydney back, and we had Melissa Barrera. You yeah. know, we had Sam. And I was still, you know, it's it's kind of unsure. But the thing that I love that they did here, because it, it kind of, continue, it's a continuation of how Sam's character ends in Scream 5, where mm-hmm. she fucking kills, you know, Richie, and the Perfect. way she does it, too. I love the scene where she gets the first call, and it's completely believable where she's like, I want you to think long and hard before you do this. Like, I love that. I think that was all great. I I, I think that yeah. was all great. Even when he's threatening her before Ghostface finally attacks, when he's mm-hmm. threatening her, I forget the lines, but it was like something like, you better watch your back. And she's like, you better watch yours. Like, all that stuff was believable to me. And that's that that's where I think, for at least the protagonist, if we're, if we're not saying Final Girl... At least for the protagonists of screen movies, that has mm-hmm. that aspect has to work to where this is a no bullshit kind of character to where yeah. like I will kick your ass. Like even the minute where she like grabs the knife in the in the apartment, yeah, like, and the, she's like telling Tara to like come on and whatever. Like just that stuff works for me here. That she was so good in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree that all that works for me. I think that comes with you know even the character becoming a little bit more unhinged because shit, like this is happening again. So they learned from the first film and now like I feel like Sam really did come into her own in this movie um, yeah. and she's calling the shots and I think that it was just such a good performance from Melissa Barrera um, mm-hmm. to make it believable like you said so I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, And that, that aspect just has to work when mm-hmm. it comes to slashers in general not even the Scream franchise just slashers in general that aspect has to has to work. Most totally. recent examples of like recent slashers, probably the Happy Death Day series with uh with um I forget the main I forget the main character's name. But I thought she was great too. You know, that stuff has to work when it comes to slashers. So I really yeah. enjoyed what they did with uh with Sam here. I thought Sam was I thought Sam was really good here. And I was so surprised because one thing we touched on was we had we talked about in the non spoiler how we don't have we don't have Sydney here. But we, I, I actually was listening to our review, and we, I don't know how we glossed over. This is the first movie without Dewey as well, I and know. and I, I think so. In regards to Sydney, Sydney is my favorite protagonist in the horror in horror movies. My favorite final girl, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But like, I thought it was fine without Sydney here. Like one of the things that I wanted when they brought Scream back was I was like, you have to kind of move on because you don't want to find yourself in what happened with the Halloween, like the last Halloween movies. Whereas yeah. whereas you're so dependent on Laurie Strode and the characters around Laurie Strode just does not work, mm-hmm. you know, unless she's there. And I don't think that's the case in these movies. I think the characters do work well on their own. And I thought they were all fine. Like I thought not having Sydney was not a detriment to the movie. I think Dewey could have been, I, I, I did miss Dewey a little bit, um, but I think that all worked for me as far as Sydney goes. Yeah, I completely agree. And we said, yeah, we had that conversation where, you know, a lot of people were bitter about it and yeah. 
after watching the movie, it's like, nah, I'm good. I'm fine because you're growing with these new characters. And I think it was okay. I could have gone without Gail, to be honest. Like, I think that, like, I love Courtney Cox. Gail Weathers is an icon. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But I personally think they should have killed her off. Um, I don't, I can't see her returning unless it's like with comedic relief, like alongside Kirby, maybe. I don't know. But I think Mm -hmm. it was just a, stupid move to slide in that line like gail's alive at the hospital we're like oh okay (laughs) so the stabby stab didn't work and that's fine but um yeah i uh i think that the core four they really grow on you in this one because you're not and i said this in the unspoiler it's the fact that the writing focus wasn't on we need to put the focus on the legacy characters because they're really important so when you strip that away you're really focused on writing for the characters at hand and to build their relationships and their, you know, their development as characters in this mm-hmm. franchise. And one thing I would like to add, I freaking hated the storyline between Chad and Tara so freaking You didn't like much. it? No. I felt it was so cringe. And maybe it's because, like, I feel like but Jenna, to me... I know, I know, but I feel like she's just, and I know she's old enough. I'm not, it's not the age gap. It's just the fact that I still consider her like she's my little sister. And I feel like Chad also considered her like his little sister. So it was just really weird that that would have even have happened. It was kind of out of left field. And I like, initially I had to look up ages and I was like, same. <laughs> Mason Gooding, like I love him, but he does look a little bit older than what he is. He's only like 26. Yeah, he's so, like six years older than her. Yeah, so, like so I did one. have to look up. I thought, because I'm still in my like, Jenna Ortega's like 19, 18 yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But no, I think Jenna's like, what, 20? Yeah, she's 20 so, now. So it's yeah. just, I don't, I feel like if it was a like hinted, in Scream 5, I wouldn't have felt, it. like, yeah, as cringed. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It felt really weird. And then him, like, getting stabbed, like, 18 million times and still being alive at the end. I'm like, Okay. Oh. So that is actually one of my biggest gripes with the movie. Yeah. And it really hits home after upon rewatching. Like, I'm, like okay, I love the movie. It, it's one yeah. of my favorite sequels of Scream. I'm so glad. I still love every single installment. I'm waiting for it to change. But as of right now, it's not changing. And this is still, to me, the most consistent horror franchise. But there are some issues with the movie. I don't have an issue with the third act. I don't have an issue that a lot of people are are having when it comes to talking about the movie. My biggest issue, though... Okay. Why can everybody survive a fucking knife knife stab? (laughs) Everybody gets stabbed in this movie, and it's just they move on. I I was watching it last night, and I was like, there are so many moments when characters just gets yanked in the stomach, and they're just like, ah. I know. And I'm Even- like, I was like, this is kind of insane. So when they finally do the when they finally do the kiss with Chad and Tara, right? Ghostface comes behind her. And stabs her. And Tara has no recollection that she has been stabbed at all. Like, you know, after that scene. She's just fine. There's another scene when they're doing the reveal. And uh, Sam gets stabbed, like, in the chest area. I know. And she just eats it. And there's (laughs) another scene with, like, Hayden Panettiere gets stabbed in the gut again. 
and she eats it. Gail eats it. Everybody's eating. I was like, what are these? What type of Avengers? What the fuck is going on? I I think my favorite, I, I swear to God, I never laugh this hard in a horror movie is when um uh, what's it called sam's boyfriend gets the ladder from his apartment puts it across to the other window and i think mindy's girlfriend got like stabbed and like her intestines should have been like falling out of her they did they did and i was just like this this chick's really gonna hop on this ladder in like midair and not do anything like she's still going i didn't understand how she didn't like bleed out within seconds but that was the one where i die laughing i was just like this is this is not this doesn't happen listen josh like josh like uh danny the character of danny right it didn't bother me too much that he had a ladder in his room i was like listen he's poc like we all have weird shit in our house okay like we just have weird shit in our house (laughs) that we just cannot explain and (laughs) of course he has a lot i i I see his character and like listen if who's the character in the movie like if chad had a ladder in his room i'd be like what but him i was like i buy it i was like i buy that he has a ladder in his room just laying around so that happened it was a little like okay but i was just so blown away with how many people were just able to eat stabs and the girlfriend yeah we watched the camera holds on Ghostface going up her stomach with the knife. And yeah, she's like gushing blood, but she she's like, for the most part, she's fine. Mindy gets stabbed on the train. She's fine. Everybody, I think that was where the stakes in this movie was not felt like it was in Scream 5, I would say. Because at least in Scream 5, they did, they did kill off Dewey. And they did most of the characters who got outright stabbed, they died, you know, and screamed and screamed fire. It wasn't like characters were just eating these knife wounds left and right. And then listen, I, I think the Chad being alive thing bit was funny. I think that was I think that was the point. I think it was kind of like what you feel in the other in the other movies when Dewey just hops out of the dam, like, you know, he hops out of the, the final scene and he's actually okay. I think yeah. that's what they're going for with Chad. But, I mean, come on. Like, Chad, not only did Chad get stabbed like five times in Scream 5, he gets stabbed by two Ghostface over and over and over. And he just, he's alive. He's fine. It's so and um, the, when they do re- when they do the reveal, uh, Ethan, fake Ethan, whatever his real name is. But, like, Ethan, uh, Sam stabs him. A bunch of times, and he's fine. Everybody's just fine. Everybody gets eats. It's just eating up these stab wounds, and I—that's my biggest gripe with the movie. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Like, what is happening here? Everybody's just eating these stab wounds. That was that was a little crazy. That's that's probably that's probably my biggest gripe with the yeah. movie. I would say it's just Me the too. fact that the there was a little bit of a lack of stakes here. But um, like I did like all the death scenes. Like, did you? How did you feel about those at least? The death scenes? Yeah, like, you know, with the, the latter scene again, I think that was really strong. Yeah. The, I, uh, yeah. I do think that they they built the tension extremely well from the beginning. So all of the deaths, they built that anticipation, and I really liked all of them. I felt like they were inventive to this particular ghost face. Um, they were a bit, 
more violent and, and gorier um, than previous films, I feel like. Uh, but the thing for me is that they were so ballsy with the kills that I ended up laughing. I don't know what that says about me, Dwayne, but <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing because I'm like, oh my God, they did this. And it's like, it looks so gross and I can't believe this happened because there were a lot of like dumb fun kills, especially um, after the reveal. Mm-hmm. Like the knife to the eye, I was like losing it. Knife um, to the eye was good. I like right? that. The the general take a kill for uh for Ethan was good. Where she mm-hmm. she kind of that scene was all great. Like the the whole the scene. If we're talking about final acts, I do. I like. I liked it a lot. I liked after the reveal when you get past whether it works for you or not. Like I mean, you can't deny that after the reveal when everything gets kind of crazy again, it wasn't a good time because. You know, you got Sam going crazy on people with her knife from her dad. I love the part when she's like, she, she, she's like, you know, when Hayden Panettiere gets stabbed and survives again, she's like, um, oh, I need this back. And she takes it from her, her, from her stomach and starts using it. That was cool. Yeah. When you have the scene in the trailer that people thought that uh, Jenna Ortega was Ghostface because they, she does the smirk while she's hanging on the thing in the trailer and everyone's like oh my god she's ghost face in the movie <laughs> but it was actually like it was a scene with her between her and her sister and she kind of drops on uh she drops on ethan and stabs him through the mouth that was all fun that was good too, uh, yeah. she eats a she does eat her eat, eat a knife again in this scene but anyway you know that was cool and uh chad's supposed death i thought was cool um, I will say, like, I love me my core four. I, I think after rewatching it, though, I think they should have kept the they they should have killed Mindy in that train scene. Um, Oof. Maybe leave Chad. I I like Chad, but and I love Mindy, but I think after the third, I think one of the reasons why Wes killed she killed he killed Randy so early in the franchise is because that is gonna get old. The whole. Yeah. You're right. The, like I thought a, a good scene from Screen Three. See, this is this is like I don't get why people hate Screen Three. But a good scene from Screen Three is when he you see a video of Randy talking to Sydney and whoever, and he's just saying rules again and stuff. But it works here. It's not so. Oh my God! It's the second movie. It's like the third movie, and Randy's still here talking about where we are in the franchise. I think I think it's gonna get old. And I think I thought Mindy was dead when they did the stab, but Same. she kind of goes into joking as soon as she's like about to die. So I was like, okay, so they're keeping her alive. But I think they should have just went with that and kind of moved mm-hmm. on from the character just because I feel like that word this in the franchise, the seventh movie in the franchise means that and this. And yeah. I think that's going to get really old. She could die like early on in the seventh. Yeah, something like that. Like, and I he, love the character, but don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah. but it, it's got to get old. Yeah. It could be kind of like an Infinity War type of situation where like <laughs> you take a big one out at the very beginning and then you're like, oh my God, this ghost face is terrible. Like it could yeah, kind yeah. of be like that. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I do think more of the main characters should have probably just, you know, got it. And, uh, <laughs> but... Like I did like again, I still love the movie. I still like what they did, but there's some some small things for me, Same. like no like lack of stakes or anything like that and mm-hmm. stuff. But um going yeah. back to you, was there any other kind of ghost face, like, you know, kind of things that you didn't like about the movie? Like now that we can go into full spoilers. Um, I think 
those are the main things that yeah. I had trouble with. And everyone, because I gave it a four out of five, and a lot of people that I have talked to, they're like, but you, there's all these issues with it. I'm like, yeah, but I had fun. Yeah, like the a, whole yeah. point of like scoring or like talking about a grade in regards to these films is like, was it entertaining enough? Like, yes, it was. And that's what distracted me from these little issues that like, they're not massive issues. They're gonna be like, the movie's ruined for me. Like, I'm not gonna say that. Um, but I think that we can kind of excuse those aspects because we did have fun. And this was like, I feel like it's the funniest scream movie. And people also judge me for saying that, but I'm like, I was howling. I don't know about you, but like, I know you were <laughs> laughing too, but yeah. it was just like, it was, it was a perfect balance between the two. And I like that in a slasher film. Yeah, I I agree. I the the movie is a lot of fun, a lot of great scenes. Uh, I do. I think Jack. I actually want to give uh, Jack Champion some cha- some uh, some some just some some kind of credit here because I actually liked him in the movie. I do think he gets a little kooky in the in the reveal aspect, but one one scene where I kind of felt bad for the character like when I first watched it is when he's trying to say that I didn't I was you know when he's like I was at econ I don't know why that scene I just get kind of sad for him like I yeah. feel like I was like yeah this poor bloke Same. I feel kind of I feel kind of sad for him but then obviously it's like well he's the killer Dwayne like, what are you talking about you know but <laughs> it's like there's a lot of mo- I think I think that that's credit to him that he made he he kind of he got that off pretty well as far as like you know, being like a sympathetic kind of geek, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, I um yeah, I, I still thought I still thought I thought the movie was a lot of fun. Like you said, I, I had so much fun with it. Um the characters worked this time around. The core four was excellent. The new characters were a lot of fun. Um one part where I do agree as far as like uh, it being a funny movie, it's just when you introduce you're introduced to the roommate into Quinn. And um, the guy in the room is like, "Who the fuck is?" <laughs> I forget the name. Yeah. And like the, my my every time I see it, my entire audience just like howls. So I think it is very very funny. The comedy yeah. works. The the death scenes work. The Ghostface has to work in these movies, and Ghostface definitely does work. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, like you said, it just it's just a lot of fun. And um, I had so much watching it throughout the weekend, seeing it with different different types of crowds. Yeah, that's weekend. the joy too, yeah, you know? Like yeah. you've watched it and then the people in the crowd, they're probably watching it for the first time and you're just sitting back watching them more so than watching the movie at that point. And then you just like absorb that energy and that's what's just so awesome about this movie. Yeah, I really liked... Um, I, I and I and I really like again. I I came back in the non spoiler. I was talking shit about my press screening, and I just I can't take it anymore with the press screening, and the just like people are just not having fun when they go to these press screenings at all. I know it's for our jobs, and you're supposed to like critique and take your notes and bring your notebooks and and you know scoff at the lack of cinema or whatever it is. But can we have some fun again? And thank God my crowd on Thursday was having a blast. My crowd on Friday had a blast. Last night they had a blast. So that's all I can ask for when it comes to this franchise. But yeah, um, I think we can end it right there, everyone. Part one of our Scream VI, Scrivi, Scream 6 <laughs> spoiler review is in the books. Manda, as always, I appreciate you for just yeah. being around. 
and hang yeah. out. And I hope <laughs> you have fun tonight with your Oscar festivities, but let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, it's always a good time with you, Dwayne. So thank you for having me on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys can always follow me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. There is like complete Oscar predictions across the board on every platform. So uh, check that out. I'll probably be live tweeting tonight as well. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinematic94. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that is it. We'll be back later on with part two of our spoiler discussion. So stay tuned for that. And as far as the Oscars, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Tonight is also the Last of Us finale. So there's just a lot going on. So so much. Stick around and see what we do for shows and listen to our other shows that's been going up on the channel. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Manda. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.